Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven and with me as always is Brandon using some physicality because I like to talk with my hands a lot and uh, I figure that if I do that, it'll keep everyone's attention more than the really boring stuff that I tend to talk about on the episodes. Do you know sign language? No. I know 0% sign language. I bet you'd be incredible at sign language because you use your hands so much. (laughs) I'm just a natural at learning sign language. I, I would try it. I would test it out. Can we test it out actually? One day. Okay. Different One episode. Day. Different episode. Everything, <laughs> everything must sign language. Everything must sign language. How you doing today? 6.2 out of 10. How about you? 4.3. <laughs> Let's add it together. We're incredible. We're, we're doing just great. If only we could just we're combine. off the scales. Yeah, if we could only combine our, our towns together, we would just be an incredible person. Let's talk about the important stuff, though. Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little so we gotta ask if we're afraid about it because now there's a reported case of it in Cook County, which is a uh, it's a, it's actually in the suburbs here, but regardless, it's it hits pretty close to home, knowing it's that close to us, and um, I'm not super afraid of it, but I will say I'm going to Florida soon, and mm-hmm. it makes me nervous to be there just because. Obviously, there's people from all over the world there, and who knows? Maybe a couple of them have the coronavirus. Like, I don't know. I hope not, but they could. And uh, it makes me uneasy. Not to make this about me, but this would be the shittiest way to go, is I finally moved to Chicago, and I'm like, I'm I'm pursuing my dreams. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make everything happen here. And then I happen to get the fucking coronavirus. Yeah, that would really piss me off, too. Are you serious? Selfish? (laughs) That's a selfish Corona. I'd be pissed. Don't do you, let that happen. Do you like Coronas though? Yeah, actually, out of light beers, they're one of my favorites. Apparently, their sales are down though. Did you oh, hear that? really? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, their sales are down. Actually, there are they... probably people out there who are like, "Yeah, you get the coronavirus <laughs> by drinking Coronas." I guarantee there are some people oh, out there. Hundred percent. There's at least like three, four, three. Or like, four what do you think they down. called it that, dude? They called it that because you get it from Coronas. <laughs> Yeah, although it looks like you get it from animals, which is the weird part of this whole thing. Yeah, so we, before we started this episode, we're like, we got to have a little bit of education on this before before mentioning it. So we went it. to the library, went we got library. library cards, we used a Dewey Decimal System, we checked out 13 books apiece. Read them all. Read them all in their entirety. Did uh, an entire, uh, what's that thing you do at the end of your <laughs> degree? A thesis? <laughs> yeah, I did an entire thesis on it. Both got A pluses. This joke is From a five Harvard. out of ten. <laughs> this joke is a five out of ten. Um, but we know that it, it causes a couple different illnesses. Yeah. Um, we actually did about three minutes worth of research. <laughs> Let's clarify that. We did three minutes worth of research. We literally but Googled it. It seems like we did a lot more. I know that that's how you guys are feeling. Uh, yeah. But anyways, the seriousness, the fact that it is close, I mean... It's not my favorite thing in the world. No, it's not my favorite thing either. I feel like we'll be okay. When I think of favorite things, it's not really on the list. It's low on the list. It's like almost on the list, but not quite. Like if this was a Watch Mojo, this that would be an honorable mention. <laughs> honorable mention to coronavirus. <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe I shouldn't laugh about this. Yeah, no, know. it's not funny, especially because it's so close. But Is yeah. that really how you spell virus? 
You spell I, virus wrong. I think it's I think it's also one word. I did the whole thing wrong. But I see this is more this is the phonetic spelling right here. Phon- <laughs> virus. I, see, I I am really about phonics. You really you know, about phonics? Being hooked on phonics. Hooked on phonics. Okay. Yeah, I never I never actually did that. Or that, uh, you know, Muzzy, the guy who ta- taught the languages? Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, hey, mom, dad, can I can I learn with Muzzy? I didn't. <laughs> Do you guys get it? No. We had it. You had it? It wasn't what for language? me, though. It was for my sister. I think it was Spanish. But Damn. do you think they learned anything? No. No, nothing. I just liked Muzzy. I thought he was, thought he was dope. That plot was incredible. There's a plot to it? Yeah, there's an entire story behind it. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I know it was incredible. That was a really good idea, whoever came up with that. All right, let's, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you sure? Are you sure we shouldn't like go more in depth into this topic? I mean, this is some serious business. Before we started, like, we don't have to talk that much about it. Now you want to go more into depth? I, I want to... No, you're right. Let's not. Let's not talk too much about it. We could it. probably talk in depth about this next one because you just did a YouTube video kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird, weird timing. Weird timing. So we got a question from an audience member. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self and why? So we can start with you because yeah, we'll this is an this. upcoming YouTube video, sort of. Yeah, so at the time of me releasing this podcast, this YouTube video won't be out yet, but I just did one. Uh, I graduated high school in 2010. So this is actually the year of what would be my 10-year reunion, of which I will not be attending. But it did make me think, like, what advice would I give the younger version of myself? Because I do remember what was going through my head. And I had a lot of fun making that video. So when I saw this question, I was like, oh, okay, well, people can just watch that video to get a good idea. So I almost don't even want to go super in-depth, but I probably will just end up getting in-depth because it's us doing the podcast, which everything ends up getting pretty in-depth. So I'll, I'll, say, I'll say a couple things. I guess one of the things I would tell my younger self is you'll live to be older than 18 because I always was like, I don't know what I'm going to do as an adult. I never envisioned myself as an adult for some reason. One thing I remember about you when I first met you was you are also horrible at communicating with adults. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but you just like... You were just a different person around adults. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, what was that? Uh, it was. You just didn't relate. I, yeah, I just I was really uncomfortable talking to like people who were older than me. I have no idea why. I, I guess. I, I mean, you're not like that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was just like self conscious of it. I don't even really know. Hmm. I just didn't like this whole situation, so I was weird. Like that's why whenever I had a girlfriend and I had to meet their parents for the first time, I was like, "This is gonna be bad. It's gonna yeah. be real bad. I would get really nervous." But yeah, I don't know. It's weird because like I feel like I've totally outgrown that. So I don't know. That's good good memory though. Yeah, I do remember that. What what else would you tell yourself? Um, I would probably tell myself that like t- earlier on to actually do the things that I wanted to do and care less about any of my friends because ultimately if they're your friends, then they're not gonna care what you do. So if you have to compromise what you want to do to try to appease them. And just appease people in general. Like, the big lesson in this is you shouldn't have to try to change yourself for other people because you should be around the people who like you for the version of you that you like. So I think if I would have just learned that much earlier on, I would have been way happier and would have pushed myself way further along. And I feel like now I'm playing catch-up on that life because I took such a long time to figure that out. Do you... 
think about these years a lot like d- d- does the reminiscing reminiscing come back nostalgia any of that stuff do you do you find it on your mind often all the time yeah i i all the time try to figure out why i am the way that i am so then i end up diving deep into i i'm <laughs> i even did this weird thing once where i wrote down i i spent 2 hours one time and i wrote down all of the my favorite moments of my life from every age. And I, I actually think everybody should do this. I normally don't like to be super preachy on a specific thing, but I'm telling you this was a breakthrough for me. I sat down and I just wrote down everything in my life, like the happiest times of my life, every age. So we're talking, as soon as I could remember, we're talking like being four years old, five years old, all the way up into my 20s. And after I wrote them all out, then I wrote out like my least favorite times. So I had like these two columns. You did it in that order. Um, I don't remember. I think I did. Yeah, I think I did all the good, then all the bad, okay. and then pretty much what I did from there was I tried to figure out what the trends were between the two of them, because obviously the events themselves and the the types of things that you're doing they're all going to be like a lot different. But you, if you look at it in a very broad sense of what was missing and what did you have and why did it make you feel a way a certain way, so. Times where I felt like I was successful, like I was getting good grades, like I was really good at math, for example, um, in like third, fourth, fifth grade, like in that range. So I felt successful because there was I was really good at my grades. Whereas in sixth grade, I felt very not successful because I had like my first year of math where I didn't like do as well. And I remember being like, oh, what the hell? Like I thought this is like my crush. Like I thought I was I was killing this. And after I, I wrote all this stuff out and I was able to like find all of these like trends within myself, I was able to kind of figure out what is the order of importance in things in my life, like stability, success, feeling love. And after I did this, I could now in my life when I'm feeling kind of down, I, I will sometimes look at this list and figure out like, oh, the reason why I'm kind of unhappy right now is because even though I'm successful at this, I haven't been feeling loved because I have been kind of isolating myself from people around me. Or I haven't been feeling healthy, like I haven't been eating well, or I haven't been getting enough sleep. And, I don't know, it gave me a good like frame of reference. So, the breakthrough for you in this exercise was almost figuring out what your hierarchy is of importance in life. Yeah, it's super important. Because I think that a lot of times, people, they just, they just like make impulsive decisions, or they feel like their life is always out of control. But if you actually take a second, you almost write it out, or you simplify things you can more easily make decisions in your life and understand some of the trends in which you've been making. Because you make decisions all the time on information, but you don't always break down the specifics as to why you made that decision. But I think it's helpful to actually get to like the root cause of it. So I think I wish I would have like tapped into this a little bit earlier on. Like I wish it didn't take me into my 20s to figure that out. So I'd probably go back and be like, here, here's, the, here's all the equations. I figured them out here. Pay attention to this stuff as you move into your adult years. Yeah, that's very. That's an interesting exercise. I've never done that, but I wonder what I would come up with. Super helpful. I, we could we could do it. We could do it on the podcast. We even. could do it. <laughs> we could literally do it on there. Um, for me, if I could go back in time, what would I tell my younger self and why? The first thing that comes to mind is this idea of patience. I think I'm always. Uh, telling myself to be more patient. But when you're younger, you have a lot less control over your hormones and emotions. Uh, And I think I've always had a tendency to be uh, 
more captivated by emotions uh, and just kind of following my my heart, uh, so to speak. But I think in that, you you can be kind of reckless. And when you're younger, <laughs> when things don't go the right way, I think sometimes it feels like the world's falling apart around you. Uh, but it's really internal. We, we, I think, have shown a bit of maturation now in our older years to be able to say, hey, my mind is spinning inside, but look at what I'm doing outside. Like, look at what's actually, my actions are fine. Everything around me is fine. It just feels kind of crazy in here. You know, do what I can to take care of myself, do what I can to slow this down. Even if I, even if it's just be patient with the chaos and let it pass, I think before, not only in the moments did it feel so chaotic in my head that I, I then, that manifested itself in the real world, but I also feel like I ended up walking away from uh, certain situations thinking, wow, when, whenever this happens, I just fall apart. But I look back on it now and I'm like, that's stuff, like that's normal kid stuff. Let's, kids do, dudes do stuff for chicks. <laughs> like, you know, if you, if you like a girl, you might be over the top for her sometimes. So I guess there, there's a patience in the sense that I wish I would have told myself, Hey, if you make some of these mistakes, it's not like you're falling apart. It's just sometimes this stuff happens and you're not going to always be in control of even your, you know, your emotions and stuff. And, uh, it's, that's okay. I think the second thing I would tell myself is, um, to let go of control a bit. I think because I am, I want to take control of my life. I want to take control of the things that I, I care about and, uh, I want to be at the driver's seat of, I think maybe I even had a tendency to be literally controlling, uh, not even necessarily in relationships, but just, uh, any of my tasks that, and, and things that are apart from me. Um, you know, like my music, like I, I would get so upset with myself, um, for not getting certain validation. It's just like that stuff will come when it comes, just keep getting better as a musician, just perform, just write. And then whatever happens with your actions, uh, happens. And hopefully you keep evolving and things end up, uh, reciprocating maybe some sort of validation, but even if not, if you love what you're doing, uh, isn't that what's important? Um, so I, I would say those are the two major things that come to mind right away. Yeah, I definitely relate to being able to just tell myself that if you make mistakes, it really, it's not the end of the world. Like, good people do shitty things all the time. And it's, it's often because you're you're just like you you have a lot of life like there's a lot of situations that you're in and you're not always going to be in the right state of mind you're not always going to be handling all of your external factors the best so you're going to slip up sometimes and you're going to do some things where you're going to wake up the next day and be like damn it why did i just do that and i think in the past where i had a tendency to like really let that get to me and really beat myself up over it i think i would tell the younger version of me like to accept that that's going to happen like you're gonna mess up it's gonna suck you're gonna you're gonna love people in your life. They're gonna leave your life. 
you're gonna think people are amazing and they're gonna let you down. <laughs> like all that's gonna happen. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just a part of what's gonna happen in your life and it's gonna be okay. Let me ask you this. So kind of on this topic, you talk about part of the the reason why making these mistakes is going to be okay is because we're going to have a long life to 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 mm-hmm. grow from these things. I think sometimes when you're younger you feel almost invincible like I'm not ever going to die. I know that you had a fear that I'm not going to make it past yeah, 18. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that specifically you uh like you've lost friends in your life. Mm-hmm. When you've had that happen is there this feeling, did you ever have this overwhelming feeling of, I don't have a long life, like, I need to get things, I need to get shit done, or or did it not hit you that way? Have you always just felt like, it's okay, I still have time to be patient with myself? Like, what's the balance of urgency versus patience with you? I, I think I'm more, I'm more urgency in the sense of, I think my entire life, I've always been very, I definitely fear death. I'm one of those people who I, 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 we talked about that a lot in the last episode, but I, it does definitely freak me out. So I think every day I almost have it in my, like, it's almost in the front of my mind to just pay attention. Like, you know, any, any day this could be your last day. So you've got to do everything that you can in, in this moment, tell everyone that you love them. Make it, I just think it's a really, I think it's a really healthy way to live your life is to, even though you need to exercise patience. I think I've I've gained the stuff from people who are different than me. So I'm always like, tr- I feel like in my life, I'm always trying to build towards something. As I've said, I've always felt like in my life, I've kind of like gradually improved upon myself. And I feel like there's some people who they're just, they're more reckless where it's like a day by day. They're just, they're way more impulsive. They're way more over the top. They put themselves in riskier situations. And I think that spending people, spending more time around people who put themselves in those like riskier, like more over the top situations, um, and just trying to live in the moment, I think I've actually really learned to appreciate that. And I actually think that there is a good balance that you kind of almost want people of both sides in your group because if you always are work, 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 work until the day that you can enjoy your life, it's like, well, you don't even know that like, tomorrow isn't even a for sure thing. So if you just missed everything because you put your head down and you were just going towards uh, a specific objective, you're going to miss everything. So I actually really like how I've adapted uh, or I've adopted some of that into my life to just have fun every single day. Like that was uh, that was just like <laughs> I, I when I heard that that mindset, I think it was something that I really was like, yeah, you should just try to have fun every single day. It's a great way to think about your life as long as you're being smart about it. Well, I can say I absolutely relate to this idea because if you look at my move to Rochester, I made that move with this concept of I need to go somewhere where I can just focus. And it was miserable <laughs> to a certain extent because I, there is this balance of, yes, you want to strive for things, but you also don't want to take for granted the little things. And we talked last night, You know, we went out for a second night in a row and I don't remember the last time I did that. And it was like my social life has changed dramatically since I moved here. Um, and it, it, uh, it, there, I mean, there are certain social things that I'll do that actually aren't as energizing. They're like, I don't like to just go to bars when people are just there to drink because mm-hmm. I don't drink. Yeah. And uh, I like conversation. But 
I don't know, just like being in this now, I think I, I, I have more of an appreciation for those little things. Like along this journey of whatever it is we're trying to accomplish or whatever it is we're doing, even if we're vlogging these little things that we're doing, those things matter. You know what I mean? Like these friendships, these bonds, uh, even the small conversations that don't get put on the podcast. Like they mean something for for me, for my development, but also just for like enjoying my day-to-day. And I, I think it's easy to take that for granted sometimes when either you're so focused on uh, striving towards something that you're like, I don't have time to have fun. But also when you're so wrapped up in, I guess, the monotony of life, the the stagnancy of, oh, I, you know, I work my nine to five. I, I do that. I, I don't know. The, the, there's a certain part of me that loves the exploration of, uh, of, uh, the striving towards things and also different things within friendships. And I think I'm, I'm finally striking a good balance with that. I agree. It's been really cool to, I don't know. It, it's actually even my social life with you being here has been, has like picked up. Cause it's just like another person that can just join the group and, and just keep it energized. And I don't know, it's, it's been a lot of fun in terms of us even do, like doing the, the vlog footage we gotten has been uh, pretty good too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird because I, I feel like I grew up feeling shameful of a social life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this was necessarily like my upbringing, the intention of my upbringing, but I think cause I, you know, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. So it was like, I had to focus on stuff and I had to sacrifice hanging out with friends. And so I, I mean, I even remember before I was able to recognize this stuff, I would have this trigger in me that anytime I would hang out with friends consecutive nights, there would be this, this like pinching feeling in my stomach of like, Hey, you're hanging out with friends too much. That's, that's so interesting to me. Cause mine is, it's weird. Even though like we've talked about how we have some similar, um, things with our upbringings, I feel like I was always so social. Like I put, I really, <laughs> it's weird because I feel like you can see that deep down I've always been someone who wants to like build something and I'm a hard worker. But when I was a kid, I loved all, I was just social all the time. I like intentionally would not be involved uh, with like after school activities because I just want to be able to hang out with my friends. And like every weekend I was always hanging out with my friends, always the late nights. Always doing stuff. Love talking to everybody. So I don't think I felt the sh- or feel the shame or felt the shame. But I do think that as I've gotten older, I've like actually realized how much I, I get a-, a thrill off of building stuff. Where before I thought like life is just you just hang out with people and you have a good time. And then I get older and now I'm like, wait a second. I kind of It's almost like I got that out of my system. I had that time. I had the time of just being the real social person and like being the party guy. Like I, I had that time where I was like, okay, this is fun, whatever. And now I want to do a lot more. And that's what this whole Chicago move for me was when I moved here, I figure, okay, now I'm going to try doing some things just for me to like explore what, like the alternative route of what my life would be like if I applied myself to something I was really passionate about and now you can kind of see it and it's weird because now we've sort of met together 
And I think we both bringing that different perspective, I feel like it's good. Because I feel like it's gotten you to like loosen up a little bit and be like, hey, actually, this is great. We can like make content while we're hanging out with people. And it, it's also, you, as much as you want to just always like work hard, work hard, work hard, the social aspect cannot be understated because most people with a lot of success, there's usually a social component to it, like who you network with. And you're only going to network with people if you're going to put yourself out there and actually like try to be social and have a dialogue with people. So I actually think that the energy from being extra social at times kind of will play favorably towards us in Chicago. Well, I think it is dependent on the person, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, you, both of us are extroverts, so we definitely get energy from other people. So what I guess one thing I want to get across is so you can look at my time in Rochester as a failure. I mean, you you could technically see see it that way that I went there to get a degree or to get my masters. Um I didn't end up doing that. I dropped out of that program and I I decided to switch gears and then move to Chicago. Mm-hmm. But what I would say, and maybe this is back to us me building my own narrative to justify whatever, but I feel like you know, people will talk about how failure is part of the process. I almost look at that failure as there's a pon- a, pon- a positive connotation to that failure because what Rochester showed me was how important my extroverted side was to me because I'm here now. And even just walking through the city, I get energy from being around a lot of people. And I feel so motivated by things and that social, the actual social component too, uh, like just makes me happy. And so I think my point in this is for people who might be listening to this, if you had a situation where you were convinced that one route was the right thing and on that route, you kind of make a discovery within yourself that, Hey, this doesn't really fit me. I don't think this, I don't think it's inherently failure because I I think it's a stepping stone. I I guess, again, this is me building a positive narrative out of it, but without Rochester, I don't know that Chicago would have happened. I might've just stayed up in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities and just kept doing what I was doing. Maybe it would have been different, but Rochester really allowed me to look myself in the mirror and say, what are you doing with your life? What, what, what makes you happy? What, what drives you? Because that fire in you seems to be absent and you got to find that again. And it allowed me to really look inwardly and, and discover that within myself. And you're absolutely right. Like for us specifically, that stuff means a lot. So me feeling shameful of it is a disservice to who I am as a person. And I think I need to recognize it as part of my programming. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to go the other route and just only be social life. But I don't even think, like, number one, I'm not 100% extroverted. Like, I I am kind of, I'm, I think I'm closer to the introversion scale than you are. So I, I definitely, I know that you do too, but I definitely need my recharge days. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm just like, Hey, I've been hanging out for a while. I just need to pump up the fuel again. Um, but it's just so important to understand yourself and, uh, 
I guess, set yourself up for success by uh, putting yourself in an environment where those things are possible. Yeah, I, I think my West Virginia experience is the closest thing I have to the Rochester. your Rochester experience because I think I live in Chicago today because when I went to West Virginia to do TV news, it was like the thrill of actually saying I, I was on TV and some of the things I got to do in that job were re- it was really, really cool. But I would come home, I'd sit in my house... <laughs> I love to show people sometime like where I lived exactly because there's nothing there like there's absolutely nothing anywhere around me just nature and uh, I would come home to just an apartment just by myself not anywhere near anybody like I didn't have any friends or family within four and a half hour drive that would take me home back home um, and I would think about like wow you know what would be really cool if I got done with work and I was like around a bunch of people. Like I kept I kept thinking about the the like big city hustle of like getting on the subway with like a bunch of people every day, just kinda of feeling that energy. And I need energy. Like I feed off the energy. I hate feeling isolated. I hate when I can't walk places. I like I'm just a, I'm just like big cities are just a perfect fit for me to be in with my energy. And I really in, in that time in West Virginia, I was really able to like piece my life together and figure out, okay, what are some changes I need to make? One, I don't like sporadic hours. Like I don't like not knowing what my hours are of my shift and like when, like, when my week starts, like not knowing like, what days am I working, what are my hours? I hate, I hate that. I, so I was able to be like, okay, I kind of like the nine to five. It gives me like a structure where I can do my nine to five and then I can do my creative projects and hangout times. And I was able to just sort of piece together what an ideal situation would look like. And then, you know, the story goes, I moved to Chicago and I was able to build a life based on the information that I le- learned when I lived in West Virginia. And obviously not just West Virginia. I learned things at the University of Tennessee as well. I learned a lot of things throughout the, uh, throughout the journey. But it, I do think that that's something that a very few people probably really get is what we got, to just be single and in a uh, I completely like new place where you know either nobody or very few people, no social life and just having to figure out what matters to you. Like it, it, it's a weird it's a weird thing that I do think has been really beneficial. Yeah. For both of us. Cuz you know, I I don't think I'd ever advise it uh for isolation per se, but I think putting yourself in a situation where you you have no choice but to look in the mirror if you're not able to just, I guess, do that on the fly. Because um, I don't know. I, I think I was missing out on some stuff uh, when I was trying to evaluate, uh, like when I was living in, in the Twin Cities um, or the suburbs of the Twin Cities. I feel like I was missing out on things that uh, about myself that I, I wouldn't have learned had I not taken that trip to Rochester and really been faced with that time to find out who I was and what I was missing about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just really appreciate it for what it is. And I know that again, you could consider your West Virginia trip. You can consider my Rochester trip a failure, but I like to frame it more as a stepping stone to this journey that we're on now, you know, it's the, <laughs> it literally is 
I, when I look back on my 20s, it will be just a huge trial and error period of, I, I tried a bunch of things, and some of it was awful, but I do feel like it helps a lot because you have, because you take a lot of chances on things, you then have more information to make more educated decisions. And it also leaves a lot less to be questioned. There's less times where I wonder, well, you know, what would it be like if I lived in rural West Virginia? Well, I could tell you, it's not for me. <laughs> I don't know who it's for. Not for me. So if when you say you're, uh, I'm moving to the backwoods, West Virginia wouldn't be. No, not list. the backwoods there. The backwoods <laughs> of like I don't know Montana or something. Montana. <laughs> I hear good things about Montana. Do you want to uh, do our our new segment for the folks? You have anything you want to say about this before we move on to this? this <laughs> oh, I got I got to pull up the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, we have a new segment for you guys. Uh, this is the Everything Must Go podcast spelling bee. So, we are going to um, do a random spelling bee generator. Yeah, it's going to be really great when we find it. <laughs> uh, random vocabulary. Okay, here we it. go. Here we go. Yeah, it's going right. to be really good. Is so, it- we're going to take turns on this. Okay, so um, am I gonna spell first? Yeah, you're spelling first. Okay, don't so look. Don't look at the list. Don't look at. Don't look at any of this. All right. Will Steven be able to pronounce the word? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're starting off easy. The first word is catalyst. Catalyst. That's. Wait, I have to say the word first. Hold on. <laughs> catalyst. Can I have the country of origin? Ethiopia. Can you use it in a sentence? The catalyst was used to extinguish the... <laughs> the catalyst was used to extinguish? No, no, no. The... The... Uh, the... <laughs> this is... I didn't think this was going to be the best part of the, the Wait, okay, segment, hold on, hold on, but I'm thinking it is. Okay. Uh, there was a good story because the catalyst... Was when the guy used his magic spells. <laughs> wow. Can I get the spelling, please? <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done that. <laughs> spelling me. All right, Catalyst. C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T. You got it. <laughs> Boom. All right. So now we'll switch. Okay, you can't look. I can't, I can't look. All right, I'm not looking. Here we go. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Uh, what? You can catalyst you to say this one? All right. Your word is Epicurean. What? Epicurean? Oh, wow. Okay, Epicurean. Um, Epicurean. You, can, you, you, can, can, you can look. Can you use I it? I <laughs> Last night was really Epicurean. <laughs> I've never even heard this word before. Last night I banged three chicks. It was really Epicurean. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way that's what it means. Hold on. I actually forgot how it's spelled. Dude. Dude, this is off the rails. <laughs> Why did I get such a hard word? Here we go. Dude, this word is so hard. Oh, my God. oh is the volume down? Yeah, no. Well, it's in the TV. We don't want to. Oh. We can't do that. Because they had the pronunciation. Yeah, we can. So it's Epicurean. Yeah, it's Epicurean. Okay. 
Epicurean. Epicurean. E. P. I. C. U. R. I. A. N. So close. <laughs> no. It's E P I C U R E A N. Epicurean. It means the noun is a disciple or student of the Greek philosopher Epicure, Epicurus. What? Adjective of or concerning Epicurus or his ideas. Who has ever used that word ever? So now it's my word again. Okay. All right. So I didn't do so good on that one. But this man gets catalyst. I get Epicurean, some philosopher that nobody's ever heard of before. Dude, no thank you. All right. Don't look. Okay. I think I know how to say this word, but I'm not positive. Let me just double check. I definitely don't know what this word means. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll use it in a sentence. Okay, the, the word is... Rancorous? Oh, no. Rancorous. I think I know this word. Uh, using a sentence, 16 miserable months of rancorous disputes. The way that you just pronounced it messed me up, I bet. <laughs> I'm probably not pronouncing rancurous? it. Rancorous? I wonder... Rancorous? I might, I might be able to do the pronunciation if you don't look at the screen. Is it rancorous or rancorous? I don't know if this might work. Hold on. Oh, I still the spelling. <laughs> Why did you look? I said don't look! I... Dude, I was just, I was an innocent bystander. All right, right, you got it wrong. New word. No, new word. All right, fine. Don't look. You're looking again. Well, don't do it on the TV screen. This man's going to cheat. All right, fine. The TV screen's right in front of me. What am I supposed to do? I didn't look at the TV screen. I didn't put it on the TV screen. I know, but it's on the laptop. It's on the laptop, but why are you looking at the TV screen anyways? Because I'm not trying to look at the laptop. Where do you want me to look? Over here? Yeah, look. This is great for the podcast look, audience. Look literally anywhere else. Or put your hand over your eyes or oh something. Oh my gosh. My hair's messed up over here. The, the podcast is ruined. All right, I got the next word. Okay. You looked. I didn't. <laughs> okay. The word is repel. <laughs> repel. R-E-P-E-L. Correct. <laughs> oh, two for two, baby. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to count the fact you cheated Two on the for only two, word. baby. The only hard word you got. Yeah, you, you totally pronounced that wrong. Rancurious. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, I it's said, rancorous. I said rancorous. No, I didn't say You rancorous. said rancorious. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Check the <laughs> no, tape. Check the fucking tape. All right, we're going to do one more because otherwise this segment's going to go way too fucking long. All right. All right. Wait, where'd the mouse go? Oh, I gotta go bring it over here. Alright, let's see. I'm not gonna look. I'm not looking, guys. <laughs> you got a really hard one again. No, I didn't. Uh, putrefaction. Wait, no. Putrefaction. Putrefaction. Uh, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> I was gonna say something really bad. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't. Okay, don't look at the screen. The podcast is gonna go out of business because you're gonna say really bad things. Don't. Alright, I'm not looking. Don't look at the screen. I'm not looking at the screen. Hi, guys. This is ASMR. So, putrefaction, right? 
Welcome to my ASMR. Do you not know how to say it, or you don't know how to use it in a sentence? I don't know how to use it in a sentence. I don't know the definition. <sighs> I've never even heard this word. Putrefaction. Okay, putrefaction. P, U, T, R, I, F, A, C, T, I, O, N. You messed up the E and the I again. No! You always mess it up. It's P-U-T-R-E instead of I. I should have asked you for the country of origin. Oh. I got it for sure. Do they have that in here? I don't know. I also don't know that that would have helped me at all. Probably not. Well, Brandon was two for two with two really hard words. Steve, it was got, 0 for 2. You got like, <laughs> you got like seventh grade spelling words. This is some trash. <laughs> hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. What does this sometimes. word mean? The process of decay. Ew. No, what? See, we should not have had this word. That, that's a gross definition. It, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to use the random Tony, name. pick better words next time. Come on, Tony. Tony ruins the game. Tony ruined the game. For so the you game. win this game? I won the game. That was, that was brutal. I'm sorry, guys. I let you down. I know you really believed that I was going to win. Everybody that was on Team Steven for that... You guys suck. Yeah, you guys, I'm sorry. Next time I'll do it better. This time was not my game. It's okay. You win some, you lose some. You lost the first movie segment, and then the next time around you beat me. Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing is I like my narrative of I always like to be the underdog. So I got to go into a situation being real bad and then build this story where people are counting me out and then I just become incredible. That's like the story of my life. So I figure. Yeah, it's definitely the it story works. that you create of your life. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get into this topic again? <laughs> we're going to get into the whole narrative of... Uh... No, no, we don't have to. No, we're doing it. No, I'm just um, <laughs> Well, you got something you want to say? Let's, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. Let's... You've changed since you buzzed your head. The old Brandon... The old Brandon wouldn't, we wouldn't be like this. I, I do feel this was somewhat of a... Uh, not to get too theatrical, but somewhat of a, uh, a rebirth so to speak, getting my head shaved. Because yeah. I had grown it out a bunch. I did not I did get it cut, but this is like, hey, let's start fresh. Um, and I did it for, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but I, I specifically got my hair cut like this for a parody that Steven and I are going to be in. Yeah, we, we briefly hinted at it, but that uh, was it. For Cutthroat Kitchen parody with Bailey Makes Videos. Go check her YouTube channel out if you have a chance. Um I played an ex-convict, so I uh, was like, I, I can't have that pretty boy haircut, you know? I, I gotta have something a little more edgy, so... Uh, dude, you're so edgy, man. Dude. All we need is some real tats on you, and you're gonna be the edgiest person on the podcast by far. Dude, I'm so freaking edgy, dude. Yeah, that's super... Every, you everything. bump into me, you'll get cut, because my edges. Yeah, that's great. I had a friend who I gave him the nickname Edge, because he always tried to act tough. One time in third grade, I uh, was on a basketball team where we gave each other nicknames, and one of the guys wanted to be called Raptor. Damn. He was never my friend again. Why? Because you wanted that name? <laughs> no, because that's a dumb nickname. <laughs> what? His name was like Tony or something. He's like, call me Raptor. It's like, I'm not calling serious? you fucking Raptor, dude. I always wish that I had like a really cool nickname but i never did i never had like a really cool nickname like raptor or anything like that that would have been cool though bitch boss 
cut or, that out, Tony. Or fuck face. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. This is a, this is a family this, show. This is a family show. My grandparents sometimes listen to this. Oh, In no. fact, one time I was talking about my grandparents, and specifically my grandpa was like, I heard what you said about me. I was like, whoa, my grandpa listens to this? He doesn't even have, like, the com- he doesn't know how to use a computer. I do wonder, when we look at the numbers and, and how many people are listening, I always wonder, who... Who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> who are the people listening? I wanted the same thing on my YouTube videos all the time. I mean, I get comments on YouTube videos, which is a little bit different. So I have a slight amount of transparency into that, but still different. We, I think we talked about this a long time ago, but I want to bring it back up to see maybe if your perspective on it is any different. With this idea of us putting ourselves out there, how do you feel about the fact that somebody from your past, maybe somebody that is no longer in your life, can almost keep up with certain aspects of your life by like watching your content or paying attention to your social media without you even knowing and you like aren't able to possibly have a relationship with them at all but they're able to maintain a distance with you and and still keep up with your stuff how, how does that make you feel i'll actually be pretty honest i think it's kind of badass because i like, I want people to see, like, yeah, Stephen, he's made, like, really good life changes. He's, like, really putting himself out there. He's going towards something. Uh, it's weird because when you don't have a relationship with someone but you know that they're able to keep up with you, it is a, it's a weird feeling. But I'm not ashamed of anything that I'm doing. I feel good about what I'm doing. I feel like I'm on the right path. I feel like I've I've learned from the things that I've done in my life. And I think it's something to be proud of. I think... I think it bothers me a little bit that like people can have transparency into my life. But I don't have it, in the, but I don't have it necessarily into theirs. But I sort of feel like people have an admiration towards people that that put themselves out there. So I'm just like, yeah, look what I'm doing. Like I don't. If I was doing some stuff, like if I was in like <laughs> if I was doing like not, not good things, and they're like, oh yeah, Stephen, he's a low life. You see all these things that he's doing. I think I feel a little bit differently, but I think as long as you're doing positive things, it's just like it comes with the territory, and I've always kind of been prepared for it. Would you rather know that they're paying attention to you, or they just are paying attention to you, but you're not able to find out somehow? I kind of like knowing that they're paying attention, but I, I, I guarantee there's a lot of people who pay attention that I have that I would be like, whoa, they pay attention? No way. No way that they do. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's also weird... The people who pay attention to the stuff that I do, it's not even like people you would guess. Like, a lot of my absolute best friends from back home don't ever listen, watch, or pay any attention to any of this stuff. Which is a good and a bad thing. It's good because it's like, no matter what I do, they're just always going to treat me the same way. But it's bad because sometimes I'm like, do you even give a shit like, or support what I'm doing? So that can kind of be like a, a tough thing for me to wrap my mind around sometimes. But, yeah. I don't know. But I... I I'm just going to guess that you're going to feel differently than me about this. I think I've changed my tune on this. I I used to get really frustrated by it because I'm just like, you don't have, I think, I, I don't know. I think I've had a lot of very bitter points of view in the past. Um, well, maybe not bitter as much as just like more emotional. Yeah. Like more emotionally driven. I think I've tried to grow out of that a little bit. Because I think in the past I would have said like, it's bullshit. I I understand that now I'm public and you can see this stuff, but I think it's bullshit if we never resolved something and then you just, instead of having the balls 
mm-hmm. so to speak, to resolve it. You just sit on the sidelines without me knowing, even though I, maybe I do know, or even without me knowing. And I, you get to see all of the stuff that I'm doing. But to be honest, why does that even, like, there, it doesn't have any impact on me, really. And um, I don't know. I, I think regardless of where relationships, friendships, uh, acquaintances have ended up in our life as we go on, um, if anybody is willing to like pay attention to something that I'm doing, I guess it's it, it can be a, a pride point to know that for whatever reason they find it worth their time to pay attention to something. Yeah, I agree with that. That do, that does feel kind of good sometimes. Yeah. I mean, w- would I prefer that like you know, some of the people in my life in my past or whatever that maybe I didn't we didn't resolve things like would I prefer that there's a conversation or probably, you know, I'd probably like that and just uh even if it's to let go or whatever. But at the same time, I, I think I've I've come to grips more with just kind of letting things be as they are. Like if you if you don't feel that it's worth it to to come and and talk through that stuff, then we're probably not going to have a relationship anyways. So it's not really changing anything in 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 my regard. I'm not making any effort for the, these other people. Um, so I don't know. I. And I also think I don't really have a place to get upset about it because I am posting things on a public platform. So if I don't want people to, if I don't want certain people to see it because whatever, then I should make my stuff private. But I yeah. think I've, I think I've outgrown that pettiness a little bit. Or yeah. At least I've tried to when I'm thinking logically. Yeah, I think that's been a big thing for me as well is to. Take the emotion out of the situation and just realize that I like doing this stuff. I, I want to be able to talk about pretty much anything on this platform. And if people are going to kind of watch from a distance and not really interact with me and they just want to know what's going on, like, that's fine. I think it really does. It does mean something to me when people watch from a distance and then occasionally like they'll kind of check in and be like, hey, you know, I've been listening to this. I think that's really cool uh, that that they kind of, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's cowardly to watch from a distance and not say anything, but I think it's like it, I'm just like, you know, you, you guys can talk to me about things. Like if you're, cause I'm surprised sometimes when people say like, Oh yeah, you know, I was listening to this and I'm like, why don't you like tell me that you're listening to this? I don't know. I don't know if people feel weird or like they think that they're like being intrusive or something, but I like when people reach out and they, they have comments on things. And if I say something that you're like, that's stupid. Then, Tell me it's stupid and tell me why. Like, I wish sometimes people would get more involved with our show in general and just like write in and, and talk more about their like their thoughts. It's like instead of posting a tweet about it, why don't you send us a message and we'll talk about it in the podcast a little bit. Like I just feel like it, it gets underutilized. And I know as we grow this platform more and more, we'll have more people who write in and say things to us, but... I don't know. I, it's interesting to hear that your perspective has changed on this, though, because I, I don't think I've even really been able to fully pick up on that. I don't think I honestly don't think we've talked about it for... I think that was something we talked about pretty early on, because for me, it was a bigger adjustment going into this 
stuff because I didn't have any social media before. Yeah. And then when I did, I had hesitation about it just in general. But then I also had hesitation because I was like, these people that I've had like a falling out with or something can pay attention to my shit and still not make any effort towards uh, maybe um, coming to a resolution like I feel as, as a person I would. But again, people are different. And it really doesn't impact me because I'm still moving. In. Like in life, there's that the idea of impermanence. Like these people come in and out of your life and they're either going to come on the same path with you or at least follow the, a parallel direction or they're just going to become uh, di- distant. You're going, you're going to leave them behind or leave them in di- different directions and that's okay. I feel like that's, a, that's more of a natural... Uh, cycle to our lifespan than than anything else and i don't i think it's i think it's ignorant to allow that to create bitterness in yourself and i think that i struggled with that in the past but i think i've opened up to the realization that i was wrong yeah i think as i get older i also just make less emotional decisions and i'm able to more logically think through them because when you get burned enough times for making emotional decisions, then you start thinking like, oh man, that really sucked. How could I have done that better? And you start thinking, wow, if I would have just, I don't know, slept on it for a second, like, thought about it, maybe I wouldn't have had as uh, over the top of a response to a situation because it's really hard sometimes. You just get pissed off and you're like, you just want to come in guns a-blazing. It's pretty weird to me to think like, specifically about putting myself in what I what might cause more emotional reactions or uh I guess an upkick in my emotion like a relationship for instance it's it's pretty crazy to think I've I've almost been single for three years now and I wonder what the me today will be like in a relationship because I like to say me too (laughs) I I like to say when I'm now I think that I have clarity right now I think that I'm logical and I I like to say that oh I you know I've matured so much and you know I've grown out of this stuff but it's easy to say that when you're outside of everything I I really hope that this stuff is true but I I'm, I'm really curious to test that water and to see have I matured have I I, you know, I think I have, but I, you don't really know until you, until you know. Well, we've talked about this a lot uh, about because I've been single for a while too. I mean, technically, I've only been single for a year and a half, but in the last over five years, I've only been in a relationship for like maybe a combined five months. Like it hasn't been too much, um, and I I totally feel you on the whole like what what is this person like what is this version of me like in a relationship now? Because I feel like. I've gathered so much more information. I I think I'm so much more mature and just better at handling things. I'm more confident. I'm more comfortable. I would imagine I would just be a better boyfriend altogether. Even in my last relationship, I, I felt that I was a better boy. Like I really felt like I had stepped up as uh, a boyfriend and I was able to control my emotions even better than before. Um, it's, it is exciting at the, the prospects of, at some point, us having like our relationships again and 
we, we've never we've been on what zero double dates ever. In fact, we actually we went through. We met in 2011, and I think our we've had overlaps of a girlfriend for like a few months of the entire time. Yep. And we never. Well, I met yours, but you didn't meet mine at that time. Mm-hmm. So it. Well, we've. T- I mean. This is a glimpse into just some of the conversations that we have, but I, I think it because we are so intertwined in in each other's lives. I think it will be cool to see that progression in you with with somebody, and you see it in the progression with me. And I think it would be dope to have like just we're all friends, you know, we're oh, we yeah, all really just like cool. to hang out with each other, have conversations. Um, I'm sure that. If that were to happen, you'd probably ask some invasive questions about how I am in the bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as if, as if you wouldn't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I fucking would. <laughs> but no, I, I I'm I'm serious. I think I think that that idea would be pretty pretty sweet. Um, not that I'm trying to force it or anything, but uh, just just in thinking about it, because I think that I've matured to a place where. Um, I'd be ready to give that a shot, but I also, I think part of the reason I feel that way is because I, I don't feel like I need it, you know? I yeah, feel like it, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel I like if it's it. going to happen, it's going to be because I just, I want it. I, you know, I, I respect that person and, uh... See, that's the problem. I don't respect anyone. That's true. <laughs> you don't respect anyone. I, I, I'm curious how we would handle not liking each other's girlfriends. How do you think that would go? <laughs> Would you, would you tell me if you didn't like my girlfriend? If I was like really into her and I thought she was a good fit for me, would you tell me, dude, I'm sorry, I just, I can't stand, I can't stand Christy. Mm. I'm like, you gotta love Christy, dude. And then you sleep with Christy I'm- and we have <laughs> twins. <laughs> okay, I'm, I would definitely tell you, but I don't know. How? I don't know exactly, because I would, I would try to figure out what my place was in telling you. I would probably say like the specific things I don't like. Hmm. I would probably I would probably be like, I think she's great, but I really don't like how she treats you in this way. I'd probably be open on something like that, or I'd be like, she's not funny, and that's a big problem. <laughs> you think I need a girlfriend? She doesn't laugh at any of my jokes. <laughs> she needs to laugh. And at I'm pissed. Your jokes. So if she laughs at my if, jokes... If she thinks all of your jokes are a 10 out of 10 and mine barely squeaked by a 5, no way. All uh, bets off. Yeah, she's delusional at she's that point. She's delusional at that point. <laughs> she's filled with delusion. At that point, she's definitely filled with delusion and I just can't have that. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to think how I would handle the same situation with you. If you had a girlfriend that I didn't like... Because I think I've probably handled it poorly in the past... I think at times I've tried to give you good advice, but then I, I've had a tendency with all my friendships or relationships where I get, I like, I take things, I've taken things personally that don't have to do with me. Well, well, yeah. I mean, as an example, when I was dating someone, we had like at least one moment I could think of where you were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And we had to like a whole like blow up about it and. Which was on me. Yeah. It was all, it was a hundred percent Brandon's fault. <laughs> I mean, you were mostly you. To be you weren't making you. responsible decisions, but <laughs> I should have handled it way better as a as a person who prides himself on being part of your yeah. support system and a friend. I definitely should have handled that situation better. So, I again, this is another thing that I'd like to think that I've grown from. Um, but in terms of if I just straight up didn't like her, 
I mean, I feel like I would tell you. I feel like I'm pretty honest with you and upfront yeah, about you, things. Yeah, you definitely are. You've, you've even been like, I don't like this person immediately. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, so. Well, You're super judgmental. <laughs> no, I'm super not. Super judgmental. I just feel like, I I think because specifically, I maybe it's like this, uh, this dad vibe that I got where I'm just like, I'm proud of you. You've really been owning this your dad thing lately. What's what's with this? Dude, I'm a freaking daddy, dude. Oh <laughs> dude, you, you love this joke. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but I just, I think that I've seen evolution in you, and I think that uh, I know what you can give to somebody, um, and I think that I would like for you to have somebody who's on your same level and can reciprocate That's going to be really that. tough. It's tough, but like, Jesus. Getting on my level, that's a tough part. Well, I, I mean, I want that for myself, too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I think uh, when I think about that, that's that's probably where the place that I'm coming from. I just need to be better about expressing that with you, I suppose. You're overthinking it. <sighs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, that's... Man, that would be really actually bad if one of us like, hated the other person significantly. Well, other. yeah, because we're so... We do so much shit together. <laughs> So, you know, if it happens, then we'll just have to quit the podcast. I feel like <laughs> we'll just have to sacrifice our friendship and just be with that chick. I think that's the only way. Chicks before She'd have dicks. to be pretty incredible to that person to be like, you know what? I don't care. I don't need Brandon. She's incredible. <laughs> yeah. She becomes the new podcast co-host. She's oh just an incredible podcast co-host, way better than me. I mean... She replaces me. In this scenario, I could see it. <laughs> Apparently, she's so incredible that I'm fine with it, so... <laughs> she's an incredible podcast co-host. Oh, no. But can she sing Taking Back Sunday and My Chemical Romance with you like I can? Uh, probably not. That's no. going to be a tough find. But if she does, then it's worth it. <laughs> Damn it, dude. If, if this girl's out there, stay away. I don't want to get replaced. <laughs> Uh, do you want to? Is there anything else you want to talk about, or we sh- should we? Uh... I mean, I could talk about so many things. I, I will talk about uh, them after that. We do the Spotify segment, though. Wait, we're gonna talk about them after? Well, I'm just. I'm well... really busy. <laughs> I just happen to be really busy after this. I got a lot. Segment. What time is it? <laughs> you don't have a watch. <laughs> this is, you just beforehand, Brandon was like. Thinking about maybe adding a watch to my... Uh, what would you say? Your repertoire. Wa- repertoire. <laughs> my repertoire. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that Brandon was such a fashionista over here. Dude, I'm cultured. <laughs> I, ever, <laughs> no, since I, ever since I moved to Chicago, I've just been immersed in the diversity. No, let me let me actually be honest about this. Let's hear what you got no, to say. Let's be honest about this. Last night, Brandon came over. And I forget what we said the plans were, but I was like, what if we went out tonight? And he's like, I wasn't really planning on it. I don't even have anything to wear to go out. But he's like, I guess I could stop at Target to buy some pants. So he literally went to Target to buy jeans just so he could go to the bar last night. <laughs> Dude, I'm a man of adapt adaptability. <laughs> this man figures out life real quick. All right, so uh, our Spotify segment. This is actually, we've gotten some good uh, comments on this. People have liked this segment. Uh, I want to announce, we actually made a playlist public on Spotify all the songs that we have already done are on this playlist, and um, we also will try to post the upcoming songs, uh, like the week of the podcast episode. So if you guys are interested in that, 
uh, you can search Everything Must Go Podcast dash Spotify segment. And you guys can follow that playlist. And it has all the songs that we've talked about on that playlist. You can either just listen to it from there or add them to your own playlist. Uh, we just want to kind of incorporate our music tastes. Now, we try to we try to uh, expand each other's minds a little bit with this stuff. I think yeah, this definitely. week is definitely going to be no a depiction of that. Uh, but but definitely, if you guys want to follow that, uh, do it. Uh, so uh, just a reference, we, pick, we each pick a song for the other person to listen to, and then we answer three questions based on the experience. Uh, number one, what stood out to you about the song? Number two, how does the song make you feel? And number three... Would you add it to your playlist? So I think last week I went first. So this week <laughs> you get to go first. I had Steven listen to Middle of a Heartbreak by Leland. And once again, I don't know this artist. I know I I really didn't even ask Brandon much about this artist. I don't know much info. I don't know if this is one person, if this is a group. It's one. One, one person. person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, don't didn't know much going into this. Uh, what stood out to you about the song is it is like a total like d- dance pop song. I don't know. I don't know if that that, that that's even a genre, <laughs> dance pop. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But Kinda. that's what it sounds like to me, which was not. I mean, when you said that I was gonna be surprised by it, that's actually not what I was guessing was gonna be the surprise. I don't know what I thought the surprise would be, but I feel like you just like reverse psychology me because I was like, when I think about something you might listen to, it's. I usually think of like kind of a little more folky, uh, piano driven, or I think of pop, very pop like folky. Yeah, folky more like maybe folky is not the right word. I don't really this is to this folky, might be it? this might be ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> maybe folky is not the right word. More singer songwriter. I'm not a fan of the Lumineers. No, right? <laughs> here's the thing. Where do you call singer songwriter music? Is that just the singer that's songwriter? Fine? Yeah. Yeah. So calling it folky is offensive. It's offensive. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> it's downright offensive <laughs> terms. So that's what I think. Of, like the, the music is going to fall into those categories. So what said out to me about the song is it is very like, like dance pop, and it's very like it's very produced. Like it's it's not it's not the same rawness at all. It's like very much about the catchiness. Um, and it's definitely something. I guess I don't know if you'd for sure hear it in a club, but I you could definitely imagine. I think you could. It, yeah, you definitely would imagine you'd hear it like at a bar, like somewhere where you're out on a weekend night. It might not be that exact mix, but I could hear. I could see like a remix of the song, uh, being played at a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that stood out to me was the fact that like it was very produced and very danceable because I, you normally don't talk about that. And I also it. It's not to say like this guy's voice is bad, like it's it, it's good, but it's just it's not a vocally driven like super. What? <laughs> Why do you make that face? I'm just kidding. I feel like I was just threatened there. <laughs> oh my god! All right, how's the song make you feel? I mean, it definitely does make you feel like like you're gonna get a dance or like it 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 has a a very I don't know whatever whatever this thing is. I sound so ignorant. <laughs> I totally you threw Steven out with this one. You can tell I don't one. listen to dance music because I'm just like, yeah, you know, it makes you kind of want to do this thing. You know this stuff? <laughs> I do this. I hear this song and I do you kind of want to like, you know, the head bob a little bit. <laughs> Maybe do the disco. No, no, that's, I'm not, I'm not that out of left field with this. So yeah, it definitely makes you want to dance. 
Do you know the artist Robin? No. She sings the, I'm in the corner oh, yeah, yeah. watching. Yeah, I, I would say that his, this song, just for our audience, this song kind of reminds me of her music. So if you guys want a reference of what kind of, what Steven is trying to articulate, I would say that if you know her music, you can. Do, do people know who Robin is? She's pretty big. Okay. Call your girlfriend. I, I, th- I think it's like it's so interesting because I feel like I know about music, but then this this like <laughs> segment has made me feel so ignorant about music. I like that's why I love <laughs> yeah, this segment. I know, it's I know. Pretty fucking awesome. I know. I agree with you. Okay, would you add to your playlist? Like, I don't really, I don't really like dance. So like, I don't know. And not to mention, I okay. Here's the weird part. I I'm not a, once again I mean, I'm not completely against like dance songs like it, it, every once in a while I hear when I'm like I really like this like there's like there's dancing elements of songs and I'll, I'll really enjoy it this one in particular definitely doesn't fall under wheelhouse of a song I listen to I I honestly think that the thing about this song that probably makes me the most uninterested in it I, I just don't like the vocals in this song like I, the instrumentation's fine it's a little a little overly produced but. I, I am fine with that sometimes. Like overly produced songs can be good, but I don't I don't like the vocals that much in the song. So I think that's probably my biggest surprise is the fact that it is a dance song. I would thought like it would at least be like vocals I would really like like, but it could just be it's not in my like his voice his voice isn't bad at all. So I'm thinking that maybe that you just happen to like his voice more than me. Well, I'll make an argument here is that this dance pop music, the especially the electronic pop. Uh-huh. I think sometimes it hurts that kind of music to have a really powerful voice because mm-hmm. I think it's more about the groove. It's more about the melody. It's more about just how it hits your body. And I don't think that that's always vocally driven. Uh, I think there are like for me, for instance, I think one of the things that I struggled with when I was back in that transistor radio thing was trying to figure out how to get my voice to fit into that electronic vibe mm-hmm. because not that I have this huge voice, but I can have a big voice. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's not like I love his vocals, but I think they fit. So, well, I'll just say the reason I picked the song is because I knew it was going to be kind of out of left field. I do like this kind of music at times. I love catchy melodies, which you've always, always yeah, known. Yeah, yeah. I actually love to dance, especially if I find a song that makes me groove I fucking love it. We gotta test this out more. We gotta yeah. go to more dance clubs. <laughs> Check it out. Well, Check last it. time I went, to, I told them last <laughs> night. Last time I went to a dance club, they almost didn't let me in because my shoes weren't white enough. They yeah. said you, you need fresher white kicks. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, I don't even want to go in anymore. Oh but God, there was man. a girl in there that I was trying to impress, so I had to make it in. Wow. <laughs> but wow. But yeah, so that that's a big reason why I picked it. Um, I just, I like the idea of us expanding our understanding of stuff so um i actually haven't really listened to any of his other stuff i found this song because there was a person on tiktok this was a long time ago actually Mm -hmm. a person on tiktok was doing a lip sync to it and i was like "Ooh, this is (laughs) yeah dude so i checked it out and then uh i i'll listen to on repeat every once in a while because i just i like the groove like now could you listen to this song at the gym like while you're working out but i listen like you know that open hand song that's about like death? Yeah. And it's like piano and like sad. I'll listen to that at the gym. That is so opposite of me. I don't know. Because I like it. I like really feeling. I like sometimes I like the dance music because it just gets my blood flowing. But sometimes I'm like, I wanna be in like 
enthralled with emotion. Yeah, I, that what's interesting about that is like I'm definitely like I like to be enthralled with this emotion as well, but I I like I you need get I need I need the velocity of the music yeah. behind it. Like See, that, that's a part that. of like my hyperactivity. Like it just, I like, kick it into gear. I also think for the gym specifically, some of that like rock music has been ruined for me in the gym because when I was in high school, they used to play like classic rock like ACDC and shit and Guns N' Roses all <laughs> yeah, the time yeah. in the gym and I was like fuck this dude it was kind of like when I worked at Jimmy John's they would play the Lumineers over the speakers and oh, I just was God, like yeah. I'm so fucking sick and tired of this four that. on the floor with your stomp and the clap just like Jesus oh Jesus I'm forgetting how audio works over here okay so uh now it's my turn i got the song baby you wouldn't last a minute on the creek by chiodos um what stood out to you about the song what stood out to me about the song is that i really wanted to like it (laughs) i really did not even because of the chiodos thing and i know how much you like chiodos or what they mean to you and your your youth and stuff but the guitar opening i love it that riff is sick um, I'm not a fan of the vocalist, uh, Craig Owens, right? Yep. Which I knew going in. Like we've actually talked about this before. So yeah. That's, that's a, His a voice disclaimer. is too whiny. I feel like, and it's too weak. Uh, it bothers me. And <laughs> but I was I was okay with it in the beginning because I there was like a uh, there was a Taking Back Sunday vibe because there was some like um there was call and response a little bit with the vocals and I was like oh it's got a well, yeah. Taking Back Sunday, I, I'm starting to get into this. It kind of reminded me of my more angsty youth phase and stuff. Yep. Um, but then it just never got anywhere for me. Uh, so in terms of how, how does it make me feel, it just never took me to a level that I feel like a song like that should take me. I didn't like the chorus particularly. His voice is not powerful. So he kind of reminds me, uh, you know the band Seosin? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. J- just the kind of like that whiny, weak, uh, high voice kind of reminds me of that guy a little bit. Um, and I just, I felt, I felt disappointed because I really wanted to like it, uh, partially because of that opening and also because I know what this band means to you. So just like as your friend, I want to like the same stuff that you like. Uh, so would I add it to my playlist? No, I would not because I, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. Well, why did you pick this okay, one? Okay, so I – part of the reason why I picked this one is because in high school, the album that this song is off of was my favorite album. And specifically, this song was their most famous song. And the first mm. time that I heard this song, I f- felt a little bit let down as well because oh, okay. I felt like it I, – I, like, it's interesting to hear you say like, you felt like it didn't go anywhere because I ended up – I love this song now, but it took a little while for me to like warm up to it because I felt like I kept waiting for like a big chorus or something, and like it never like really gets very big. Right. Um, the bridge, like I, the, I do like the bridge a lot. Like it get, like, the instrumentation is a lot heavier, so I like that. I totally, is that when he starts screaming? Yep. Yeah, in the okay. in the bridge section, yeah. like where it gets like a little bit more metal leaning. I I always have liked that part of it. Um, but yeah, no, this is just one of those songs that I would always listen to with my friends in high school, and I. This was one of the few songs that I got some of my friends who were not into a similar genre of music. I eventually got them to turn the corner and at least be into this song. Interesting. Maybe at first they weren't the biggest fan of it, but the more they listened to it, they like kind of got into it. And uh, so yeah, I always like it's it's always like a 
a song that it's it's a little safer out of their songs. Like it doesn't do anything super crazy. Where some of the other songs are a little more experimental. But I just yeah. Well, it it makes me more curious because you said you had to kind of open up to it. So maybe I'll, I'll keep listening to it since we have that playlist. Um, I'll keep listening to it. See if that changes for me. Uh, but as it stands now, I, I wasn't the biggest biggest fan. But that happens. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it does happen. It does happen. Well, what a freaking good episode, dude. <laughs> what a great Let's episode. Let's pat ourselves dude. in the back. I do like doing, I do like doing this segment because it's, it's funny just to hear us try to navigate through music we're uncomfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah, because a lot of times I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to even speak intelligently. Because I do feel like the music that I, I listen to a lot, I do feel like I can pretty confidently talk through, like things I like about, like, ooh, I really like this, this riff, I really like this and that. So it's, I didn't realize, like, if you take me and put me in a different genre that I'm not familiar with, just how noticeable the ignorance is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's well, huge. I think that's awesome, too. And I think uh, we've had a couple people reach out and just be like, I mean, the reason we created the playlist was because uh, it was requested. I was like, hey, I really like the songs you guys are talking about. Can you make a playlist that we can access? So I, I think that's even cool in terms of getting you guys involved uh, just kind of being a part of what we're trying to explore with each other uh, on different music. And so now uh, our audience can do that with us as well. And it's uh, pretty you, cool. You know, it's one other thing I thought about. Another reason why I also liked choosing this song or just like any song by them is I also am not the biggest fan of like super whiny voices, but for whatever reason, I've always loved his voice on this album. And I don't know really? why. It's really weird. Like, if you look at a lot of the music that I'll listen to, I'll like specifically try to avoid like super whiny singers. But for whatever weird reason, this has always been the one voice that got me. It just like broke all the rules. Interesting. It's weird how our like, I don't know, music. Music is just such a weird, complicated, like complicated thing. Like I, I don't understand sometimes why I like what I like. It's so subjective, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, that's something I love about it. It's like you can have one person who just absolutely trashes something. And you'll find like a cult following that's just like this is the best thing we've ever heard or yeah. whatever. I, I, I freaking love it. Um, I feel like weren't we gonna tease something? Wasn't there something that we were going to say? Oh, you're gonna be gone. So next week we're not gonna. Okay, so we want to mention that uh, Stephen is going on vacation to Florida. So next week there will not be a podcast episode. Uh, we talked about trying to squeeze a second one in there, but we focus on so much creative stuff that it's it's tried to it's hard to uh, always prioritize things um, and just fit everything in. So we just figured it's not that big of a deal. We have we have a a long list of podcast episodes, so feel free to go back and check out one of our older ones. Um, and then when he comes back, we'll be uh, back and roaring. Well, um, that's another thing that's worth mentioning. I think I uh, signed my apartment bet- like since the last episode. Ah, yeah. So I um, I am moving into a different apartment, which is really exciting. And there's a chance that we could potentially miss another episode sometime in early April or March, somewhere in that general area. Um, because in that move, I don't know what the next setup is going to look like. I'm actually going to have a whole separate room for all my creative projects, which I'm super excited about. I'm really happy that I got this apartment. Brandon and I are going to be physically closer to each other. Like, in, like it's, it'd be a proximity. much shorter walk in, in terms of proximity. Yep. Um, it's things are going to change a lot coming up here, but it's exciting things, and um, I'm 
you know, just as a side note in all this, I'm excited to also be going on vacation for a little bit, take a little bit of time to decompress and sort of think about this next chapter because having a new setup is just gives a lot more of possibilities as to what content we can do on the podcast and then what I can do individually. I will say I'm pretty freaking jealous that you're going to be going to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> I want to go so freaking bad. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you to go on vacation too with just how hard I know that you've been working and stuff. So I just wanted to let you guys know that stuff um, so that you weren't wondering where the heck an episode was next week. And, and then obviously in the future, if we, we have another week where we miss, uh, I just want you guys to be in the loop. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, thoughts, you can email us, emgpod at gmail.com, or feel free to call us, leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Uh, you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at emgpod or our personal accounts. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. Steven is at Steven Russell B. Uh, unless there's anything else, I think we're uh, good to sign out. Have a good one. Take it easy. I'm holding on to